0: Hello and welcome to the Reversing Diabetes with Delaine MD podcast. This is episode number 170. I'm your host, Dr. Delaine Vaughn. If you are looking for strategies to live a naturally healthy life, you are in the right place. I always forget to mute that. Okay. So today we are going to talk about how to talk to your doctor, how to have the conversation to, with your doctor. This is actually an answer to a um, listener's email, and I will um, get to that here in a minute. But before we get started, I want to talk about a couple of things. This is actually a really good prompt for me to remember that I need to be telling everybody, probably at the beginning of every single podcast, that you really need to be careful if you are implementing these strategies and these changes and your own medications. Recognize you have been medicated by your physician, by the medical by the healthcare industry, you have been medicated based on the way you have previously eaten. When you change the way you eat, you are going to need different medications. You're going to likely need to change your medications. Nothing's gone wrong with that. Just recognize it for what it is that you likely will need to make some medication adjustments. So um, when you start implementing these changes, please do watch your blood sugars closely. You need to have them, if you're medicated, you should have a monitor anyway, but if you're medicated, you need to be watching those blood sugars very, very closely. And then recognize that as you start to see your blood sugars drop, you are going to also start to call your doctor and have a conversation with them about coming off your meds. And that's really what this podcast today is talking about. Okay. This podcast today is talking about how you have that conversation with your doctor, but this is probably something I need to be mentioning every single podcast. As you start to change your dietary habits, the things that you eat, you will likely need to change your medications. You need to have a phone call to your doctor's office. You need to have a conversation with your doctor about this. I would never say wait until they tell you it's okay To make these changes, don't do that because they may never say that. And we're going to talk about that, but do understand that there is, you've been medicated based on the way that you've eaten in the past. And when you change that, you're going to need to change your medications. Many of those medications override your body's ability to naturally regulate your glucose levels in your blood. And if we're constantly driving it low and overriding those mechanisms, then you can get really sick really quickly. So be very careful. Okay. I also want to mention if you haven't already done so like me on social media, like Delaine MD on social media. So Facebook and Instagram, um, also follow me or subscribe on YouTube. You get the podcasts early on YouTube. I know today I'm recording the podcast. I'm live on YouTube, recording the podcast, and I didn't announce it to anybody. And I feel really bad. The week got busy on me and I didn't actually get to make the announcement announcement that I would be going live today for the podcast, um, recording on YouTube. I try to do that and I typically do it on Instagram or Facebook or both. There is a reversing diabetes at the lane MD group on Facebook request to join. I'll let you in and you can get access to, um, some of the Facebook lives that I do explaining how the strategy, you know, the, what the strategy is that we use to reverse our type two diabetes. If you're enjoying the podcast, if you're getting help from the podcast, please like it on your podcast app. Give it a review, a rating, whatever, five stars, thumbs up, whatever the app is that you're using. Please like it. Whenever you like it, it triggers the algorithm to offer it to other people, more people. That means that more people get the same help that you're benefiting from. More people who want to live a naturally healthy life, diabetes-free, get this information. It gets put in front of them. They get to realize that that's even possible for them. You and I both know the medical system in America is not offering this to people. We need to be talking about this. And one of the ways that we can talk about this with the algorithm running it and us not actually having to do anything is if you like this on your podcast app. So make sure you like this on the podcast app so others can hear about it. Last thing before we get started, I did get a um, email from a listener. Her name is Drea. Her email states, thank you so much for your podcast. I was so lost when I first got diagnosed with type 2 diabetes. Through taking your advice and eating more whole foods and some medication adjustments, I've lost 17 pounds and dropped my A1C from 7.8 to 5.8 in just three months. I'm back at the gym and saying yes to what serves me. This is awesome. I love it when people send me this. I love it when I love it when my my clients get these kind of results and that's awesome and that's great. But I love it when people get this kind of result just from listening to this podcast. That is how possible this changes for everybody. So if you're getting similar results, please send them in to me. Let me know. I will ask if it's okay before I talk about your email on the podcast. But I do think it's so important for others to see what is possible. Be an example. If you are getting these results, let others see the example that you are having in your life so that they can start to realize it's possible for them too. I am going to be holding a webinar. There's going to be two webinars in November, the 21st and the 28th. And we are going to coach on how to manage the urges and the desires. I think that's really important as the holiday season approaches. I'm going to have um, the 21st is going to be for women and the 28th is going to be for men. And maybe there's no reason to separate them out, but I do just humor me. Maybe someday I'll come around and do it all together. But right now that's how I'm doing it. So if you're interested in this, send me an email, Delane at DelaneMD.com. I will get you on the email list for that webinar. You'll get the um, links for that and we can go from there. You'll get the time and all of that. It will likely be in the evening. Um, Those are Monday evenings. It will likely be in the evening on Mondays. If you have any questions, let me know. Also, again, follow me on the social media apps, on Instagram, on Facebook, because that is where I will also be making this announcement and reminders for that. So, all right, guys, let's jump into how to talk to your doctor. Again, this is an email that I got from somebody, Um, possible podcast topic, if it hasn't already been done. I could use some guidance on when to go off my meds. My doctor has started me on metformin and a statin drug at the diagnosis of my diabetes. My last A1C was 5.3, whoever has done this, awesome sauce. Thank you, great job. However, my doctor told me to stay on it, on the meds and made another appointment to check in three months and he wrote me a year prescription. I was ready to, I was already on a blood pressure medication. That prescription was for two tablets a day. I've experimented with cutting this to one and monitoring my blood pressure regularly. I actually stopped it for about a week, but saw slight elevation of my blood pressure. So I went back on a single dose per day. I'd like to know what questions to ask my doctor or some guidelines for when to cease my medications. Great podcast. Great work. Hey, you're welcome. I'm so glad you're getting help from this. So. Let's talk, let's answer first, like when to go off my meds. Like, when is this, this, when is this even an issue? I always tell folks your goals for being insulin resistant. And if your A1C is a 5.3, you likely have reversed your insulin resistance. Okay. The goals that I tell my clients that they're going to work for is a fasting blood sugar somewhere in the 80 to 95 range. That's typically where you're going to see your fasting blood sugars. Sometimes they may be higher than that, 100, 106. That's fine. It's not unusual. Nothing's broken. You want to see a regular fasting blood sugar to be able to see a regular fasting blood sugar, though, in that 80 to 95 range. That's going to let you know your insulin resistance is reversed. Um... When you see it higher than that, it's usually bad sleep or you're coming down with a cold or your allergies have flared or you were in an argument with something. There's some stressor if you're seeing a 106 when you typically see 80 to 95. I wouldn't stress about that. But that's the goal. 80 to 95 is going to be what you see when your insulin resistance has reversed. When you start to see fasting blood sugars in the 110 or less range, you probably need to be starting to have that conversation with your doctor about coming off the meds. There is going to be a rebound effect up, right? Like if you've been taking med and that's been driving your blood sugar down, the dietary pattern that you had with the med led to the blood sugar being lower. When you take the med off, excuse me, when you take the med off, you may not be eating, like you may still have to make some changes to that dietary component and that's fine. But the med has to come off before you know that, right? If you're running a fasting blood sugar of 80 with a med and a certain diet regimen, and then you take, I mean, like you can't drive it much lower. I mean, you could, you'd probably be fine, but recognize those meds. Again, they override your biology so that suddenly we only have the downward push. We don't have anything bringing it back up and you can get too low. So I'd make the recommendation at about 110, when you're seeing consistent blood sugars, fasting blood sugars below 110, you probably need to be having the conversation with the doctor about coming off those meds. Um, the goals that I shoot for in a postprandial. So the two hours after a meal, and there's a number of different ways, two hours after your meal is not the only way. It's not the right way. It's the way I do it. I like it. I know that what the numbers should be. I, there are charts for one hour for three hours for whatever you want. There are charts for all of those. I just know what the two hours should be expected to be. So that's what I use. Um, many doctors will use something different and that's fine. They're not right. They're not wrong. I'm not right. I'm not wrong when we're coming off our meds. There's no need to navigate like limiting the number of shots that we give. That's a lot of times where they use a different window. We're coming off meds, so we don't mess with that. So, the two hour after a meal blood sugar that you are looking for is going to be 130 or less. And that will happen very quickly. Um, The fasting blood sugar is more evident of your insulin resistance. You're going to start to see a 130 or less because you are feeding your body less blood, like less glucose, right? Like you're feeding your body less food that makes a high glucose. So suddenly you start to see a lower glucose. It's you doing that, that fasting blood sugar is really evidence of insulin resistance. And that just takes time to heal. You have to give your body, your cells time to heal up. And sometimes that's like six to 12 weeks. You have to give yourself some time that takes time. That fasting blood sugar comes down much more slowly. The, after your meal is going to come down more quickly. So when you start to see that 130s, 120s, you'll probably see 112, 110. That's totally fine. Nothing's wrong. But then again, you're going to have a discussion with your doctor. Do you really want to be giving insulin injections when you're having these sugars that low? And the recognition that when you come off those medications, right, it's the food regimen plus the meds that were equaling this blood sugar that you're seeing. When you take the meds out of it, suddenly you're probably going to have to make some adjustments to that food regimen. And there's going to be some uh, flux time that you're going to have to let happen. Don't be surprised by that. So that is when, you know, I could use some guidance of when to come off my meds. This is the when component, okay? You're going to look for after a meal, two hour after your meal or two hour, what we call postprandial blood sugars of less than 130. And then the fasting blood sugar is going to drop below 100 when your insulin resistance heals up. Those are the two things that you're looking for when you really know you need to start looking to come off your meds. And I would offer even with that fasting that you're going to want to start considering coming off your meds at 110 and having that conversation when your blood sugars in the morning consistently fall below 110. So the next question is, how do I, you know, how do I have this? What's the question I ask my doctor? How do I have this conversation with my doctor? So there's a couple of different key points I want to make here. First, your doctors are not bad people. I think that it's very easy for that message to come across in this podcast that like doctors are horrible. They're giving me these meds that actually make my disease worse. Don't they know it? Blah, 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 blah. Your doctors, I have worked for almost 30 years now in the healthcare industry in America. And I have met a ton of doctors in a variety of different capacities. It's not like I was a doctor at age 19 when I started working in the hospitals. I was not clearly, I was filing films. I was a radiology clerk filing films. I was the one that everybody let loose on. Doctors were having a bad day and I got my butt chewed because I was a low man on the totem pole, right? I know a lot of docs that are turds, that are not nice people that have bad days, that even have bad bedside manner. I know a lot, I've met them, right? I know those doctors. I know more doctors, way more doctors that are some of the best human beings you will ever meet. They went into medicine because they wanted to help people. I don't want anybody to ever believe that I think that doctors are horrible people. I don't think doctors are horrible people. They have been trained to diagnose diseases and treat them with medications realize when they talk about treating a disease, it is not healing the body. Treating a disease is not fixing the disease. It is treating the disease. And that is what doctors are really well-trained at. So no doctor is out there malicious. I've yet to meet them. I'm sure they exist, but I've yet to meet the doctor that's out there maliciously trying to kill off patients. They are not trying to do that. They are doing the best that they can with the tools that they have been trained on. That's what they're doing. Okay. So first understand that. So when you, no matter how your doctor responds to your request to come off medications, they are not doing it from a malicious place. They are doing it from their set of beliefs about how best to help you. Okay. They've been trained for a very long time. And many of them have this idea like, Oh, I've been studying this for decades. I've been doing this for decades. I know more than you do. If you knew what I knew, you wouldn't want to do this Is their thought process. So recognize they're not bad people. They're just trying to treat and help you with the tools that they know how to use. Okay. The issue is, is the healthcare industry is not really healthcare. It's disease care. The industry is set up to diagnose a disease, get you on a med that you have to take daily and then manage that. That is not healing the body. And that's that's where the issue is. Okay. If you're listening to this podcast, you want to learn how to live a naturally healthy life, you want to heal your body, that's awesome. The healthcare system in America is not set up to do that. Okay. So when you go to the healthcare system in America, they are going to stay in that system. That's all they know how to work within. And that includes your doctor. They're not bad people. Almost all of them are amazing people. They are truly some of the best people I've ever met in my life. So that's the first thing I want everybody to realize. The second thing I want you to hear from me here is that your doctor does not employ you. You do not work for them. Your doctor works for you. If your doctor's goals for your health are different from your goals for your health, and there is no wiggle room there, there is no budging, there is no compromise, then you probably need to find a new doctor. Again, it's not because your doctor's a bad person. And I'm sure even if you think about it, your doctor has been with you through a lot of probably really trying and challenging times over a lifetime. And that's hard to make that break up, right? It's hard to break up with that. But if your doc's goals are not your goals, if there's no common ground in those goals, then it's time to find somebody else. Many, 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 many of my colleagues truly believe that it is right and good to outwit nature like that somehow the human brain is smarter than nature and that just doesn't align for me clearly if you've listened to more than one of my podcasts or any you've ever listened probably put it together here i that just does not align for me we are not that smart we do a lot of amazing things we are not that smart i don't believe that we can outwit nature learning to live in alignment with our biology makes the need to outwit nature, it makes it irrelevant. Okay. So if your doctor has, and doc, I say it all the time, doctors, some doctors really truly believe in better living through chemistry. They believe that there is some science that we as humans can do to outwit nature. If they really truly believe that, they're unlikely going to ever believe that it is healthier for you to be off of medications than it is for you to be on medications that outwit nature, okay? So um, if that's your doctor's mentality, they're not advocating for you. They are not your ally in this work. They are not working for you. They are expecting you to comply to their belief set. And that's probably where there's just needs to be a separation. Like you're gonna need to find somebody else to be your ally and your advocate on this journey. Third, bring your data to your doctor which means you got to collect your data, right? Bring the foods that you eat, the carbohydrates and your blood sugars to your doctor. Bring that information, that data that you've collected. Show them when I eat this number of carbs, show them that you're not eating freaking keto bricks or some ridiculous food. Show them you are eating healthy whole foods. And when you eat this way, your blood sugars do this thing and you'd like to come off the meds because of it bring them that data collect that data that's what keeps you safe that's what let you lets you know what you need to do that's the proj- process right like, that's the strategy that i teach bring it show them one you're going to show them with hard evidence right there it's hard to argue with that two they're going to take you seriously you put work into collecting this data they're going to see you're willing to do the work needed to come off the meds they're going to know they can trust you when their eyes aren't on you that your eyes are watching it and doing it in a way that makes sense to them. that makes them believe you're going to be safe. Bring your data to your doctor, collect it and bring it. That is one of the best strategies that you can have in this conversation with them. Okay, so let's get to the meat of the matter. No pun intended, maybe pun intended. The meat of the matter is what do I say to them? How do I, what, what do I say to them? Like, is there some tricky method that I can get them to trick them into letting me off my meds? I don't even know that that's really the question at hand, but I will offer, there is no magic thing to say to them. You're going to say, I want to come off my meds. And then you need to consider, like, I want you to ask yourself, what do you think they're going to say? You know, your doctor, you've met them. You've met them more than I have. You've met them. What do you think they're going to say? Are they going to say, oh no, that's a horrible idea. Are they going to say, oh no, I don't think you can do it. Are they going to say not right now? Are they going to say, hell yeah, let's go. You know what your doctor is going to say, or you have an idea. Think about what they're going to say. And then I want to ask you the question. Doesn't matter what they say. Is there any relevance? Do you care what they say? I will tell you if I went to a doctor and I know my numbers, so I know I want to get diagnosed with diabetes, but maybe my cholesterol was high and they were like, oh, you need to go on a statin. I would be like, no, I'm not going on a statin, not doing it. Not because statins are bad, but just because I would rather implement lifestyle modifications and see where I get from there, right? I do this with allergies, right? Like I have allergies clearly as I sneeze and (laughs) cough everywhere. I clearly have allergies. I don't take any meds for it. I'm making a decision to deal with the symptoms of the allergies or also not expose myself to things that are making me allergic. I just deal with the symptoms and I don't go on the meds. Lots of doctors would be like, that's ridiculous. Go on the meds. They would probably even tell me how dangerous it is to not be on the meds because maybe there's inflammation or they have some belief about it, right? That's fine. I still get to always make the decision. So my question to you again is why does it matter what they say? You always get to make the decision. You get to drive this boat. This is yours. This is you. This is your life. This is your health. There is nobody who will ever advocate as strongly, as fiercely as you will for this. So if they say no, why does it matter? Okay. Recognize that if you go off the meds and your blood sugars jump up, you already did that. That's what got you on the meds, right? So if you think about the months before you got the diagnosis of type 2 diabetes, it's not like you turned type 2 diabetic in their office that morning they drew the blood, right? You were type 2 diabetic for months before, okay? And it didn't, you didn't die from that. So if you go months ahead and your blood sugars are higher than what they were on the meds, right? They're back to what they were before. You've already done that, and you're fixing it, right? Like, and you're putting the effort into changing the foods that you eat so you can fix it. So this is actually this going forward component. These next three months going off the meds are actually going to be healthier than the three months before you got your diagnosis and you weren't on meds. So actually you're in a step in the right direction, right? Do understand, and this is important. If, you, if you're if you all shopping for shoes right now or doing something else on your phone or talking to somebody else, please come back to me, come back to me right now, because this is important. If you come off your meds, you are going to accept a risk. You are going to accept the risk that something negative, like these meds are protecting you from something negative. There's evidence for that, right? Like there's plenty of medical literature out there that all of the meds that we give you are going to help protect you from some bad outcome, whether that be kidney disease or blindness or numbness and tingling with amputation or stroke or heart attack, all of the things that are associated with type 2 diabetes. There is evidence that the med that you are on is protecting you in some way from that. When you go off these meds, you're accepting some risk with that. You need to be aware of that. This is what we're, this is what your doctor is trying to protect you from. But again, you had these risks beforehand, one, right? Before you were diagnosed and started on meds, you had these risks. Two, recognize that being on the meds does not resolve all risks. There is, even if your blood sugars normalize on your meds, your insulin levels are too high and high insulin is inflammatory to the human being. Inflammation leads to dementia. Inflammation leads to depression and anxiety. Inflammation leads to heart attacks. Inflammation leads to strokes. Inflammation leads to autoimmune disease. Inflammation leads to all sorts of things. And you're already having and accepting that risk because it's happening. Because Doctors haven't put together a way to remedy that medically, right? They're like, they believe, they don't believe that people can make these dietary changes is really what it comes down to. So they believe they have to give a medication to help the human out because the human can't do it. But what they don't realize is they're not relieving all of your risks. They're not mitigating all of those risks. Those risks still exist. We're just helping with certain risks. When you go off of your medications, you are accepting those risks and you're doing it from a space of improving your health, right? Like, so you come off those meds, you accept the risks and you change your diet and your blood sugars come down. Suddenly in four or six months, there is no risk because you fixed it. You allowed your body to heal. Okay. But do recognize that is what your doctor is trying to protect you from. But again, I come back to the question, doesn't matter what they say. Are you willing to accept those risks and make the changes to go through that discomfort component that's necessary, right? There is discomfort in this. You're going to have discomfort by having the risk and the worry. But let me tell you, you know, your doctor hopefully has told you this diabetes diagnosis puts you at higher risk for dementia, for heart disease, for stroke, for kidney disease, for blindness. It puts you at risk for all of these things. Medicating it doesn't change that. You're still at risk. Okay. There's always that worry. There's always that worry. It's always present there. Okay. The meds, if you believe that the meds take that worry away, that's that's a thought error. It's not even real. Okay. So there's going to be discomfort all along this path. The discomfort of having this conversation with your doctor Of him saying no and you being like, doesn't matter what you say. That's an uncomfortable conversation. The discomfort of saying, oh, you don't have the same goals that I do. I appreciate all the help that you've given me over the years, but I'm going to go find another doctor. That's uncomfortable. The discomfort of saying my friends are eating pizza and I'm not eating that. I'm just going to sit here and watch. That's uncomfortable. The discomfort of being like, oh, I wonder if they think I'm weird because I'm not eating that at this party. And you feel awkward. That's uncomfortable. The discomfort of having the desire for food that you're not going to comply with. That's just, that's uncomfortable. I mean, discomfort is part of this journey as is not doing anything and staying diabetic and on your meds is also uncomfortable. You have burning and tingling in your feet. You have the worry of a heart attack. You have the discomfort of exchanging money for medications. You have the discomfort of exchanging time for doctor's appointments. There's discomfort on either side. Don't let your brain tell yourself that there's not. You're already signing up for some discomfort. You just get to pick the flavor of discomfort you want, okay? So asking yourself what your doctor is going to say when you say, I want to come off the meds. And then figuring out, does it matter? And it can matter. It's not right or wrong. It can matter but then you get to have a conversation. This is the conversation, right? So you sometimes will get to a standstill with your doctor and they're just not going to budge and you're not going to budge. And then you have to have the thought in your brain. Okay. Am I ready to go find another doctor? Or every time you go into the doctor's office, you know, they're just going to be unhappy with you. They're like, Oh, this is my three month appointment with somebody who's unhappy with me. I'm not doing it. They're not happy with me. I like, I'm happy. This is the thing though, right? Like if you're going to change what you do to make them happy, you're going to be unhappy with yourself. So I always think I'm like, if I'm going to be unhappy with anybody, it's not going to be with me. So they're going to have to, like, I'm going to deal with the just unhappiness here. They're not going to like me. That's cool. I like me. I don't need them to like me. So there is sometimes a standstill and you just decide how you're going to each time manage that standstill. What I want to offer you is when you bring your data and your numbers normalize, that email that I got about their A1C coming down to 5.3, way to be a badass. You just gave a doctor information and proof and example of something they may have never thought was possible. You just did that, way to be a badass. So when there is that standstill, let it fuel you to keep showing them what's possible, okay? Mm -hmm. The other thing that you can do with your doctor is have a compromise. Okay, I'm going to stay on these meds another three months and I'm going to normalize my numbers. If my numbers come down though, I want to come off the meds. This is the compromise I'm making with you. Another great compromise, which is kind of maybe backdoor, is the, maybe it's a little manipulative, but the compromise to stay on your metformin. Metformin has tons of great evidence behind it in the longevity of life that it creates. I'm not talking about, the evidence behind its blood sugar management. I'm talking about years of life added to a non-diabetic human who takes metformin and it just turns on longevity genes. So if you got to make a compromise on a medication, like be like, oh, well I'll compromise. I'll stay on the metformin, but understand you are getting out of this compromise way more than they're getting. You're getting so much benefit here. I would recommend metformin, not necessarily because of what it does for your blood sugars, but more for what it does for your longevity. So recognize there is this option of compromising with your doctor. I'm willing to do this, but I expect that at this point when these changes occur, that you'll be willing to give me a trial off the meds. And then that's the last question. I want a trial off my meds, period, end of sentence. There is going to be an adjustment period, probably six to 12 weeks, adjustment as you come off your meds. So you're gonna see some blood sugars do some crazy things. So you need to be like, I want, I want six months, I want three months off my medications. I want to see what happens when I go off the medications and then we can go from there. You have time then to make adjustments to your diet, to continue to watch your results trend in the way that you would like them to, okay? That is sometimes the most powerful question to ask your doctor or the most powerful proposal to bring to your doctor, I wanna do a trial off my meds. I know that you think they're important and I really, really, truly appreciate that you do, but my goal is to be off these meds and I am willing to make the dietary changes necessary. I have brought you these logs, I've shared that to you. I'm willing to make these dietary changes necessary to come off of my meds. I wanna come off my meds. Let me do a trial. Okay. So probably the two most powerful questions, things to say to your doctor one, again, very clearly, I want to come off my meds, be very clear. Don't tiptoe. I was going to use a different phrase. Don't tiptoe around it. Just tell them I want to come off my meds. And then if they give pushback, the next, the counter is I want to do a trial off my meds. Then, then at what point can I do a trial? Will you feel comfortable with me doing a trial off my meds? If they flat out tell you never. They're not your guy. Get another doctor. They tell you two years from now, that may also not be your person, right? You may have to say, no, I'm going to do this in three months. I'm going to bring you the data in three months that my sugars are looking good. And then I'm going off my meds. This is how it's going to happen. You tell them. Recognize, listen to what they say. They're going to give you a list of risks. They're not wrong. Those risks exist. Listen to them. Take them seriously. Make sure you're willing to accept it. But then you get to make the decision. You always get to make the decision. doesn't matter what they say because you always get to make that decision, okay? So the ways that you can make it easier, clearly express your desires and bring data to your doctors. They love that. We love numbers. They're going to roll their eyes. Like they're totally going to roll. You're going to bring a binder with all these like this information in it and they're going to totally roll their eyes. And that's awesome. They're also going to look at it and they can't argue with it. They're not going to be able to refute it. You're going to be like, all right, you're taking this seriously, let's go, okay? I hope that that has been helpful for you. I hope that this answers the questions. Again, I know that um, that this is one of those, it, it gets sticky. It's a sticky conversation to have with your doc. It's not gonna be comfortable. Lots of things that you're going to do as you reverse your type two diabetes are not going to be comfortable and that's okay. This is actually the work that we do in the group. If you talk to any of the members of the group, that's a lot, what we're talking about. And I think to the point that people are like rolling their eyes, but no, I just want to know what food to eat. And I'm like, that's great. But I can tell you to eat cottage cheese and green peppers and sunflower seeds, because I think it's delicious, but it's never going to be as tasty as the pizza that your brain is telling you want. And that's the discomfort we have to work through. Period end of sentence. There is no meal other than pizza that you're gonna bring the thought, I love pizza most, and, and the meal is gonna be great and grand, right? That's the discomfort, changing that belief, countering that belief with what else is true, and learning to eat foods that doesn't, that's not making us sick. That's the, the uncomfortable part. We we're signing up for that. That's what we do in the group. We learn how to do that. If that's something you're interested in, send me a message, delane at delanemd.com. I'm happy to answer anything. Follow me on Facebook. Follow me on Instagram. Subscribe on YouTube. As you're getting success and as you're seeing these results play out for you, send me messages. I love to hear about it. All right. I hope you have a great week. I will be back next week. Bye-bye.